When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the John Favreau's My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, to To you. you. (laughs) How are you this fine Saturday morning? I am good, Melody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you doing that voice is bringing up the story I was just going to tell you oh, really? that I wanted to tell. So yesterday I was talking to somebody. Um, I was as you <laughs> as you know, I have told multiple people on dating apps about this podcast. <laughs> oh yes, yes, it's like our number one source of like listenership. Of new listeners is is Jessica pimping herself out on Tinder and like Hinge or Bumble or whatever. No, no, not Hinge. Remember they banned me. Oh yes, Hinge has banned her from their app yes don't it's not because i did anything bad it's just because i kept remaking my profile and they were like she burned this guy's house down yeah actually (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened no uh so i was talking to somebody yesterday and i was talking about the podcast and he was like well are you like actually friends with your co-host or is it just like your co-host and i'm like yeah let me put it in perspective for you <laughs> and then I started I started thinking like I wonder if any of our listeners actually like wonder that they're like are you for actually friends outside of this yeah, yeah. and the answer is like 1000% yes I will say the podcast brought us closer together but yeah we were absolutely friends like for example at a fucking 11 p.m. last night Monica FaceTimed me and we sang most of Under the Sea together <laughs> Wait, but it's because <laughs> that happened because because um we were talking about uh Ariel two. I don't no, no, remember no, no, how no. that but, happened. But we were talking about Ariel two because because I referred to you as like being the queen of like the land and sea or oh, something. Oh right, right, right. Or like I forget I forget like how we got on the topic, but we said something about like the blank and the oh oh because we were talking about mayor of Easttown oh yes <laughs> and we were talking about like the water the the water the water um in the Delaware River and I was like oh she's the queen of the river and the land right and then that made me think of that song in Little Mermaid two yes. like Return to the Sea or whatever the fun sure Melody's Land House. <laughs> land house um, remember, <laughs> melody's first time <laughs> <laughs> melody's first time and it's like it's like just the little mermaid but like the sequel with like worse animation <laughs> and like worse songs and i just remember the song is like the sea we go back to the world i and so we were like oh yeah <laughs> And then we were talking about Morgana, who's like a, who's like a skintier version of Ursula. It's like if Ursula went on Weight Watchers, it's Morgana. And we're like, girl, where your she curves? got thinner and meaner. She was thick, and now she thinks. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of why. And then obviously, I had to be like, she had to do her Sebastian impression. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you. Right here okay, the ocean. we can't sing anymore or else we're going to get sued. Oh, yeah. Flo. <laughs> you, had to, you had to cap it off. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the long answer to yes, Monica and I are actually friends. Because yeah. this is the type of shit that we FaceTime about. Yeah, I went to John and Vinny's last night. How uh, was that? Which, by the way, for those of you who live in La... Um, That's uh, short for Los Angeles. Yeah, everything's short now. Um, <laughs> uh, if you live in Los Angeles, it's like the T-H-E-E pasta joint in yeah, the yeah, 310. Yeah. In the 310? <laughs> <laughs> you right. <laughs> We went to the Brentwood location because I don't care for the Fairfax location. <laughs> I 
is there a different isn't the fairfax the the yeah the first fairfax one? is the better one yeah, however yeah, yeah. it's harder to park sure it's it's on a smaller fairfax. location as well it is on fairfax i don't know why people uh start businesses on streets where it's literally impossible to park literally impossible to park and it's like right across the street from Cantor's deli yes which so, is also impossible to park at. exactly and so the way that i see it uh-huh I prefer the Brentwood location just based on ease. Yeah. I think the Fairfax one is better just because that's OG. But like, actually, I honestly don't know what's OG. I think John and Vinny's is just like- I think I think the Fairfax one is the first location. Yeah. But this is exactly how I feel about going to Target in Los Angeles. I yeah. drive to Pasadena just so I can get a parking lot because well, I refuse to park in a city Target. Okay, 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 okay. This is it, right? These are the reasons why people live in certain areas of Los Angeles mm-hmm. and like go to certain places. Like I always get so much shit from people who are not from here who tell me like, why do you drive across so and like, why do you drive to a, a more further away place mm-hmm. just to get X, Y, Z? The number one reason I tell them parking, parking, I detest when I go somewhere and I can't find a parking yeah. spot. One because I don't know how to park. And two, because it's inconvenient. <laughs> I don't know how to parallel park. I can only do it when there's just enough room for Tobias and I, and that's it. But if it's like hard, forget it. I'm not doing it. Is this just an LA thing? I wonder, you drive, <laughs> you go out of your way. Like, to, like we're talking like really out of like, your way. Like upwards of five to 10 miles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so you can have an easier experience. <laughs> I'm as I say it, it sounds maybe maybe <laughs> it sounds it's because more absurd. There's so much traffic, so it doesn't even matter. But well, we're also just so used to being in the car that it's like, what's 25 minutes versus 12? Really? What's an hour over grand... five minutes? <laughs> Nothing. I can just listen to my podcast. Truly, listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, even exactly. No one's going anywhere. I hear that a lot of businesses are going back, like in person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and to that I say. When you get back in your car, you know what to do. You know who to listen to. It's us. On that long commute. J-Fabs. From a... (laughs) (laughs) On that long commute from your home in the valley to your uh, job in Century City. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You know what to do. You know who to play. I'm so happy my position is staying remote. God bless. Oh, that's so nice. God bless. Well, it means you got to get like a nicer desk set up. It it doesn't. It means I need an actual office rather than just sitting on my couch. I was going to say, I hope everyone on here knows that Jessica works from her couch. I do, yeah. To give you some perspective, her... It, like she works on her couch, like with her laptop on her lap uh-huh. with her cat, like right next to her. It's surprisingly comfortable. I do occasionally get really bad lower back pain. Okay. But- <laughs> now we know why. You but know, it, it works itself out. You know, and on the flip side, I have like a whole ass standing desk with like a monitor yeah. stand. I just I don't have room for that shit. You're crazy. I'll figure it out. You got to get rid of one of your couches. I she has like I seven only couches. have one couch. <laughs> <laughs> She's like seven couches at her apartment. I used to have two. Now I only have one. Okay. She has seven couches and four armchairs. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> my my living room is just one big seat. It's a warehouse. <laughs> With just like pottery barn furniture. <laughs> it's a showroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I guess we should probably get into who we're talking about today, Monica. We're talking about the big V. The big V. We've been waiting to do this one. It we just needed the time needed to feel right. It needed to feel right, and he's hot right now. He is why is he hot right now? I don't know. He's just he, people are saying he's making a comeback. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I um I mean I'll say this in the in the bio, but he he's starting to pick up more dramatic work too, which I'm excited about. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We are talking today about the one and only Vince Vaughn. The BFF to John Favreau. Yes, yes, yes. Early worker. Early worker to John Favreau. <laughs> Early collaborator. Early collaborator. Early partner. Yeah. Oh, so of the two of us, which one is Vince and which one is John Favreau, do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I feel like we'd have to really think about it. Sometimes I feel like I'm Vince and sometimes I feel like I'm John. Yeah. It's really difficult because you're the you're the one who like like gets shit together. It's true. And like makes it happen. It's true. But I don't know if I'm enough of a clown to be Vince Vaughn. I was gonna say, but you're also suave enough to be Vince Vaughn. This is true. Yeah. And you have like more I'm a game. good wingman. Yeah, you have more game than I do. 
<laughs> She's got game. I feel like final answer, Jessica is most of the time Vince Vaughn. I would, I'm yeah. most of the time John Favreau. Yeah. But sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you when, but sometimes. I agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready to tell you about this guy. Vincent Anthony Vaughn is an American actor, producer, screenwriter, and comedian. Our boy Vince was a rich kid, and his mom was a real estate agent and stockbroker who was once ranked as one of the United States' top money managers by Bloomberg. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) This is like Jack Black's mom being like a rocket scientist. Yeah, what the hell? Slightly less impressive than that, but still kind of crazy. After being cast in a Chevy commercial in 1988, Daddy Vince moved to Hollywood to pursue acting full-time, making his feature film debut in 1993's Rudy, where he met and became friends with, you guessed it, King Daddy, John Favreau. King Daddy, John Favreau. If you've never seen Rudy, highly recommend just looking up the image of John Favreau in it because he looks like such a wholesome good boy. Which, just full stop for a second before we go any further. Yeah. We made a mistake what last uh last episode oh and we did not mention an incredibly important fact about the wolf of wall street yeah jessica tell her listenership john favreau makes a cameo appearance in the wolf of wall street which we had in both of our notes to talk about yeah and we just didn't this is the second time we fucked up and not mentioned that john favreau had a cameo in something that we watched which is just annoying yeah he plays a lawyer for the sec i think and he's the one who's basically telling jordan belfort like like just fucking like just give it up Mm -hmm. come on Mm -hmm. you can still walk away with a bunch of money like he's on his side yeah and that's his big role very brief cameo (laughs) but very impactful exactly exactly uh, it was in Favreau's 1996 film Swingers where Vaughn began receiving wider recognition, which led him to his ultimate breakout role in the 2003 comedy Old School. Since then, he has had many starring comedic roles on film and television, but it was after his 2015 role in the second season of True Detective that he began taking more dramatic film roles. He is disappointingly a big gun supporting Republican, but we won't talk about that right now, now will we, Monica? Nay, nay, nay. <laughs> He is also the literal daddy to two children. Let's hear it for Daddy Vince Vaughn. So, Monica, you want to tell us about the first film? Dude, I do. And it's a film that if you haven't seen, you haven't lived. (laughs) And that is Wedding Crashers. Yes, bitch. It came out in 2005, the year of our Lord. Oh, God, what a year. I know. (laughs) Written by Steve Faber and Bob Fisher. Directed by David Dobkin. Shout out director of Fred Claus, baby. He also directed Clay Pigeons. Yes, which we'll get into later. (laughs) Two friends, John Beckwith, played by Owen Wilson, and Jeremy Gray, played by Vince Vaughn, crash weddings to pick up women. One day, they crash the wedding of the daughter of the Treasury Secretary, Secretary Cleary, played by the one, (laughs) the only, Christopher Walken. (laughs) Instead of short-term flings, they end up being invited to the Cleary's island estate and potentially meet the loves of their lives. What a fucking film. First of all, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn have a dynamic duo partnership that is, like, that has no competition in Hollywood. No, it's just like when they talk to each other, it's like watching a ping pong match. It's so hilarious. It's just like, they just bounce off of each other so So well. well. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. And like Owen Wilson has like a, a delicious like Southern boy charm. And Vince Vaughn has like a cool, like, (laughs) like quippy, like he's fast. He's he's like fast. He's like, Oh baby. (laughs) Oh. And so they're, they're, they're like, what's like a good combination salsa and beer <laughs> like the restaurant yes <laughs> in north hollywood shout out salsa and beer shout out salsa and beer uh best mexican food in the valley i am <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this is like this is like peak vince vaughn i mean some people would argue that like old school is peak vince vaughn but i'm not an old school fan personally interesting sorry <laughs> i think it's just a little too like bro for me that no that makes sense yeah, that makes sense. To the point where I like can't find it funny. But this movie, this movie is bro, but in a way where it's still fucking hilarious. It's nice because you, you, you know, in a similar fashion as like 
Adam Sandler sometimes gets to show his like vulnerability even yeah. in comedies. Same goes with Vince Vaughn, especially in this movie where he shows a little bit of his like more vulnerable mm-hmm. side whenever he gets put into like predicaments with the women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like he's he's not in the driver's seat in no. this role like Isla Fisher is because <laughs> she's obsessed with him. <laughs> Which is just iconic and I, hilarious. So I heard that Isla Fisher went to clown school like not no for this movie way. but like in life oh my god which makes so much sense because she's so good at physical comedy she's so expressive yes and with her body oh my god <laughs> it makes so much sense because I, when you look at her you're just like you're you look like a fucking supermodel it's true and you're absolutely like you're hysterical yeah she's so good and obviously she's married to sasha baron cohen yes 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 their children are gonna be very very funny and very talented they better be they better be (laughs) but that's so funny that you say that she went to clown school because like i have such a deep appreciation and respect for people who study like clowning yes it's so hard it's really hard it's really hard and like if you don't have it you don't have it like Mm -hmm. if you can't if you don't have those natural instincts yeah to to do some of like the the more physical comedy and like really create like a clown character yeah um which by the way when we say clown and we don't mean like i mean sometimes it's like the red nose clown yeah it's we not like hong kong squirt you in the face yeah it's not like a hong kong <laughs> wee, wee, ooh, it's really not that it's like um it's just a, a, a style of acting really yeah it's just a practice yeah but anyway that's really cool i'm almost imagining vince vaughn going to clown school <laughs> in my brain and like coming up with a character of fred claus as a clown <laughs> And like coming back and going, ho, 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 honk, honk. <laughs> That'd be great. I, w- I hope, I hope he went to clown school. I really do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I was saying, like, I think this is cl- like, this is classic peak Vince Vaughn because he does that thing that is like his signature of his, like his super fast talking yeah. and like talking over someone else. But like he keeps upping the ante with everything that he says and not listening to them whatsoever. And that's what makes him funny. And like, I would normally with any, I think any other actor think that that was obnoxious, but with him for some reason, he keeps it like so level, like his, like his tone is so level that you don't feel like assaulted right. by his personality. Right. You don't feel assaulted. And also like, I think with his partnership with Owen Wilson and specifically this movie and the way he bounces off all of the other characters, it's really easy to see why he's so charming and why he is so good at what he does. He just, he happens to move so fluidly within a scene Mm -hmm. because he's like such a fast talking fiend. Yes. Um, And he's able to like, like you said, like play ping pong with the other actors in the scene. And it's really delightful to watch. And I know Wedding Crashers isn't exactly like a, critically acclaimed film but people i think it's widely loved but not critically acclaimed yeah it's definitely widely loved and for good reason i mean he he gives you he serves you a platter of suave like cool boy yeah like a heart of gold kind of and that's a character that he has thus far perfected in my opinion i think that moving forward seeing Vince Vaughn in more serious or dramatic roles and knowing he's coming from some, uh, from a, from this place, from, from, yes. from a, a, a comedic place where he is playing a more like refined, like fine tuned bad boy. It's really interesting to watch that range and to yeah. like actually give him kind of, you know, give him a little bit of credit for being able to do something like that and pivot his career so much. Yeah. Like he started off doing these like, you know these like raunchy like rated r comedies mm-hmm. and he does stuff like wedding crashers and then he does stuff like you know we're going to talk about the breakup and freaky today and it's just it's really cool to watch him like spread his wings in like different areas of of the movie industry yeah no no totally i i do think it's funny though like i wouldn't say that he's an actor who pigeonholed himself because obviously he is like expanding but he's expanding much later in his career than a lot of other actors have mm-hmm. and i think it's really funny that like swingers is what made him famous and in swingers he's like super hot that's like peak hot boy vince vaughn yeah but i would argue that vince vaughn is someone who like very quickly aged out of their hotness yeah (laughs) yeah i would say by wedding crashers he's not like a very hot man no but there's something about him like he 
he latched on to the personality and the reputation he got in Swingers and kept, kept running yeah. with it for his entire Forever. career. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. He's still considered like the charming hot guy who like has a bunch of neuroses and can't stop talking yeah, yeah but yeah. he's still like charming and suave it's real. it's really fascinating it's it's very it makes you kind of delirious because you're like has vince hasn't vince vaughn been 30 forever yeah <laughs> you know genuinely I, I almost think of him as like a paul rudd type yes uh where paul rudd became famous for these goofy characters that he that he serves you yeah and he, maintaining this same boyish quality in everything that he does. Mm -hmm. And to this day, people are like, wait, hasn't Paul Rudd been 30 forever? Yes. <laughs> like, which is the truth. It's like, sometimes actors can latch on to like one aspect of their performance and keep that rolling and forever. Yeah. Which it's not to say that that's boring. I don't, I actually don't think that that's boring. I think the more you refine a character like that throughout the years and you get work, doing that for a long time like that's very commendable i think totally and for audiences like there is a weird comfort knowing that like even if you're like for example in freaky like yeah. you see you see the trailer for that you hear what it's about and you're just like what the fuck what the fuck but you know that because vince vaughn is in it and vince vaughn can fucking carry a comedy there's comfort in that so yeah. you know that you're gonna enjoy it no matter what <laughs> yeah and i think that vince vaughn has a special place in a lot of people's heart especially with a movie like wedding crashers yes because he he gives you he's like chicken soup for the soul yeah you know and i think that you, when you think it, when you look at his other like filmography and you think about like dodgeball yes or you know you think about other films that he's done and you just remember feeling like a tremendous amount of joy mm -hmm. watching Vince Vaughn on the screen. Yeah. Big or small. <laughs> DVD <laughs> or theatrical release. <laughs> and you just remember like, okay, like if Vince Vaughn's in a movie, I can get through this. Yes. Right. And he's had so many successful collaborations throughout his life. Yeah. With Ben Stiller, with Owen Wilson, John Favreau. And he has maintained this like alpha male personality, but still ex like trying to help people along. Right. Yeah. Like if, you know, I always make the argument that if Vince Vaughn was was a lot younger when uh, Crazy Stupid Love came out, then he would be playing the Ryan Gosling character. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. So you you know that that when they were um, hiring out an actor for Crazy Stupid Love, they were like, we need him to be like like a Vince Vaughn type, mm -hmm. but like way younger and like more good looking, <laughs> more classically good looking. Yeah, and and you can see some of the influence. I mean, it's it's not. I think Vince Vaughn has deeply influenced this industry without even really trying slash without people even realizing it. Yeah. I don't think people realize how specific he is. He's so specific and he's so unique. Like yes. no one else does what he does. And he has left this insane mark on this industry without people even like acknowledging it. I think like so subliminally, like, <laughs> so subconsciously he has created this, this he has created a, an entire archetype yeah yeah like he he's considered one of like the founding members of like the frat pack yeah and those that group of guys is, is incredibly specific they're these like smooth fast talking funny guys who mm -hmm. at the end of the day have hearts of gold like mm -hmm. the character in wedding crashers i mean i'm not gonna say that like <laughs> Wedding Crashers is a super hard movie to like be no. in. <laughs> like, but his character is very, very specific. Like we said, like he has to have this whole smooth, like playboy quality, but he also has to be really good at like thinking on his feet and mm -hmm. really good with words, mm -hmm. but also really hilarious and the perfect balance of like intelligent, but super crude. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, he ends up falling into like this magical love story with Isla Fisher, but I they're know. both like, sex obsessed but yeah. they're also madly in love with each other <laughs> and, and he just, like ugh. he meets his match in her like she's worse than he is yes <laughs> their dynamic is is hilarious yes and then you know we're we obviously have two very different movies to talk about all three of these movies in my opinion are incredibly different from each other and showcase like a completely different side of Vince Vaughn yeah which is why we chose them um but just like looking ahead, I think that a lot of people see Wedding Crashers as just like a feel good film, mm -hmm. almost like, you know, all, you know, you know, all the movies I'm talking about, like, I love you, man. Yeah. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall, like all of these films that you pop on, you know, couples retreat, which Vince Vaughn is also in. <laughs> so is John Fatman. 
<laughs> and you you look at all these movies and you sort of like start picking up Vince Vaughn's influence and everything. Yes. And it's actually really gratifying to see. And I think that, you know, I was reading an article in, I think, the New York Times or the LA Times. One of the times. One of the times. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, it's not really like a comeback. It's mm-hmm. more so that he's like sliding into like different things. Yeah. Um, especially with Freaky, which we'll talk about later. But like I looking back at it all and like looking back at Wedding Crashers, it was just so nice to see. Like very heartwarming. Yes. I, I love actors like this who have kind of become like these beloved icons within their genre. And then you go back and see like what made them super famous. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, I know you. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you, Vince. But yeah. Quite frankly, there's not a whole lot to talk about with Wedding Crashers specifically, simply because it is a very clean cut film. It's very direct in what it wants to give you. Yeah. I mean, Vince Vaughn in general, he's not someone that we're going to like analyze his craft. So uh, no, I think he has more more influence than craft. Y- yeah. And it's it's like his craft is like an extension of his personality. Like he, he's just showing up and being Vince. Exactly. I'm Vince. <laughs> but then again, I have no fucking idea what he's like, what he's no. like in real life. <laughs> we have no idea, but yeah. Well, that was, that was wedding crashers. That was wedding crashers. Great. And our, in our heartwarming analysis of Vince exactly. Vaughn's influence in the industry. <laughs> so now we're going to move to, as Monica said, the breakup, which came out in the next year, 2006. The mid to early 2000s were uh, a big Vince Vaughn time. Huge. That's Huge. what I'm saying. It's like you think back to all these movies and you're like, ah, oh, Vince. Vince Vaughn. Just like all of the options we were pulling up, they were all within the same like three to four year mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is The Breakup. Came out in 2006. Story by Vince Vaughn, Jeremy Gerlich, and Jay Lavender. Screenplay by Jeremy Gerlich and Jay Lavender. Directed by Peyton Reed. When Brooke, played by Jennifer Aniston, an art dealer, and Gary, played by Vince Vaughn, a tour bus guide, finally call it quits in their relationship, neither is willing to move out of their shared condo. With their friends suggesting a series of underhanded tactics that fail to get either Brooke or Gary to cave in, the only solution is to become hostile roommates. This movie is insane. <laughs> this is now this is a movie whose plot is like every human being's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do when you are completely in love with someone but your habits are like fucked up yeah. and therefore your compa- your compatibility in life is dicey yeah but you have a lot of love for each other but again there's the diciness and then you move in together and there's this whole ass apartment that you guys share and then you break up yeah what do you do what the fuck do you do well hopefully you have a best friend like john favreau mm-hmm. in this movie to guide you mm-hmm. <laughs> and jason bateman is also there playing a real estate agent which jason bateman in any movie is <laughs> wow <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that because last night I was watching um, The Sweetest Thing. Have yes. Have seen that movie? And Jason Bateman's character in that fucking movie. <laughs> He's insane. What's really funny is there's another movie with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston as like love interests. Is it like The it's, Switch Up or it's called, I think it's called The Switch the Up. The Switch or something. I think it? it's yeah. just called The Switch. Yeah. Um, and it's where he... Where he uh, is in love with Jennifer Aniston, who's just, she's like friend zoned him. Yeah. And she like invites him to like a, a, a party where she's going to like <laughs> inseminate herself. Inseminate herself. Cause she's like, I'm going to be my own mother. Yeah. I'll be shooting for me own hand. <laughs> Literally. She'll be shooting for her own mm-hmm. hand. And so, uh, right before she's going to like baste herself. <laughs> Literally with, with a turkey, turkey baster. Yeah. 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 He, he's like in the bathroom with like good housekeeping or something. Uh huh. <laughs> And he accidentally like switches the sperm yeah. thing, like the, the sperm cup. Yeah. And then like eight years later, she like, she's like, she's moved away already. And like mm-hmm. eight years later, she has like a son who like looks exactly like him. And, and acts exactly and like he, him. Which is so funny to watch like Jason Bateman as a youngster. Anyway, Jennifer Aniston has fucking acted with everyone under the sun. Everyone. Apparently, uh, she and Vince Vaughn were dating during the filming of Hell this. Hell yeah. Which is uh, interesting. Iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> I don't think people, like, remember how funny Jennifer Aniston is a lot of the She's time. She's so funny. Like, this woman got on SNL and turned it down to do Friends. Like, she... People know she's fucking she's funny. She's funny, y'all. <laughs> she's really funny. And she's really funny in this, especially opposite Vince. Like 
they have such good chemistry. <laughs> and we're back. We had a little uh, puppy interruption. We had a little incident with the dog. <laughs> also, um, you guys should rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify, it would really help us. Uh, number one, I need a new podcast like microphone arm. So if you guys could just get on that so we can get some sponsorships, I would really appreciate it. That'd be it. dope as fuck. Uh, so I can nail it into the wall and have my landlord like fucking evict me. <laughs> uh, okay. So back to the breakup. Monica, how do you feel about this movie? I love this movie. It's one of my like feel good movies. I know it's very sad technically because it's about, it's really the main point of this movie and the main thing that this movie is trying to tell you is like love is not enough a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really got me in my feels. <laughs> truly. Like <laughs> truly sometimes love is not enough. Timing's not enough. Like the things that you want in life sometimes and oftentimes matter more than Mm -hmm. whether or not you love someone very deeply because a lot of the times I think when people when people go into relationships they don't realize the ramifications of like oh shit what if my what if my needs my my wants like my dreams in life are incredibly different from the person that I'm entering into a relationship with yeah and I think you know it's it's just it's one of those movies that you watch and then you sort of like think about the premise and you're like damn like it's actually quite um it's actually quite impactful because a lot of movies of this nature don't necessarily talk about the ramifications of being in a relationship and mm-hmm. having it go wrong. Like most of the movies from this era of this like style are talking about like getting the women or like getting the girl yeah. or like wedding crashers, like wedding crashers <laughs> or like defeating a local dodgeball team yeah. yep. <laughs> or, you know, or talking about like, okay, like, you know, on couples retreat, like, oh, like, let's all go to the island and like talk mm-hmm. about our feelings. But no one ever discusses, you know, what's going to happen when you do love someone and you are already in a successful relationship and that's not enough. Yeah. And it it brings up like a very specific, but I think common thing of like, when you fall in love with somebody due to like the quirky things about them, like their shenanigans and that's what makes you, that's what draws you in initially. But then that also ends up being their downfall. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad, like recognizing that perspective shift within a relationship and being like, this is what made me fall in love with you. And this is also what I fucking hate you for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the duality of man. Honestly, no. Um, and then just Vince Vaughn playing this role of this like it, it's honestly a very similar role to that of his role in Fred Claus. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, there are similarities. For there sure, are yeah. some, there are some similarities there, and seeing him and and him and Jennifer Aniston like work together is truly such a joy because they're so good mm-hmm. with each other. They bounce off off of each other so well. I, I mean, you know, to your point, Jennifer Aniston actually dated him during this time, Mm -hmm. which I, you know, the chemistry was off the fucking charts, so I can only imagine. Yeah. So Vince Vaughn's character in this, Gary, he's like the perfect example of that kind of guy who is super invested at the beginning because he sees something that he wants and he is this super charming guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I see something bright and shiny, aka Jennifer Aniston, and I have to have it. And he'll do anything to get it. Anything. And then once he gets it, that's when he stops trying. But he like, he doesn't even know. It's like he doesn't even know that he's supposed to keep trying because he thinks like, oh, once I've caught it, we're in love. Yeah. The end. Uh (laughs) I no longer have to think about this. Like the whole scene that sets everything off about the lemons. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where she's like, where are my lemons? And he's like, they're right there. And there's like three. And she goes. I wanted 12 or he says like whatever my baby wants my baby gets, yeah. which I feel like is his mentality all the time he thinks that he's being an incredible boyfriend and she's like no baby wanted 12 baby wanted 12 lemons and it's so incredible to watch them like bounce back and forth off of each other yes because Jennifer Anderson has this like very like pinpointed like ooh <laughs> like no I <laughs> no 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 baby wanted 12 baby wanted 12 12 lemons lemons. for a 12 lemon centerpiece (laughs) and he's like you're not even eating them (laughs) but like it takes him 
it takes him forever. And this is the part, this is the really frustrating part about this movie, but it's also the real part about this movie. It takes him for fucking ever to actually like realize what she is saying to him. Yes. Because he just thinks that he, like she's attacking him mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a very common male thing. I'm very sorry, men out there. but like- No, men, you suck. <laughs> You don't suck. There's just a lot of you who like don't take criticism very well. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's a super common thing, especially amongst men for like to be criticized for something like this and for them to just be like, what the fuck do you want from me? Or for them to be like, well, what am I doing wrong? Isn't this enough? Isn't this enough? (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) If I hear from a man one more time, like, but I did the other thing you told me to do. <laughs> like it's the whole, like, like, like that's gonna, like that's gonna make everything better. The whole <laughs> argument that they have, and this is an extension of the lemon argument, where she's like, like I don't want to do dishes in the morning. I uh-huh. want to do them now, and I want you to want to help. And he's like, yeah. Why would I ever want to do the dishes? And it's just like if you took ten seconds to think about this on even a slightly deeper level, yes, even even like, would- like like like. The dermis, the dermis <laughs> level. You would know it's not about wanting to do dishes. It's about wanting your partner to feel like relaxed mm-hmm. and to not be stressed. Like that's what this is fucking about. And Vince Vaughn is so good at playing these men who are just like stupid. What? Like they're not, they don't have bad intentions. They just don't know. It because doesn't click. As soon as they found love, that's where their growth stopped. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I have you now. Exactly. Let me just not try ever. Yeah. Let me just let me just not try ever. <laughs> and then John Favreau is the voice of reason because he has that mm-hmm. one scene in the bar. He's yes. a bartender, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Which it's like stick him wherever. Yeah. They just needed to take it into a different location. Yeah. That wasn't the condo. Exactly. And he tells Vince Vaughn, he's just like, what the fuck did you expect? Like she was going to leave you eventually. Yeah. She's too good for you. It's true. And, and, but like Vince literally never once thought about that because he genuinely thinks that he deserves her. He thinks he's doing the most. Yeah. It's really funny because watching Vince Vaughn stumble through this entire movie is an art form. Mm-hmm. Like the, the character's arc is like a slow burn because the character is very much like your common guy, right? Yeah. Doesn't understand what he's doing wrong is explained to 5,000 times why there's a deeper meaning for, you know, Oh, you didn't, you, you didn't do this thing that I asked you to do that, you know, not the man, not realizing that not doing the thing that the woman asked him to do is like he doesn't care about her exactly or he doesn't he doesn't want her to feel like she can let go of the thought Mm -hmm. right i was reading this new york times article the other day about how women hold on to so much more like mental energy than men do like women are thinking about like the future and women are thinking about like if you have kids women are the one holding all of like the mental space Mm -hmm. and like being like okay it's summertime we have to sign up little johnny for like summer camp and i'm thinking about this like three months in advance Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and the men like men are usually like oh what's the problem now what's happening now and will not necessarily do anything until the women tells them what to do Mm -hmm. which in and of itself is a problem sure so i think this movie is highlighting something that's very interesting and very nuanced within relationships Mm -hmm. which is like the mental energy right like because a lot of the times people think about like oh well you're not buying her gifts or you're not buying her flowers Mm -hmm. or you're not taking her out it's like that it's really not about that it's about it's about something so much more nuanced which is like the mental ping pong ball match that you're doing and you're trying and the woman is is holding on to too much and the man isn't holding on to enough and i think vince vaughn as he slowly realizes that throughout the movie almost like becomes a little bit more anxious like Mm -hmm. in his in his mannerisms in his body language in his thought processes like he becomes a little bit more anxious because he's taking on more of that mental energy and realizing the amount of disparity between how he thinks and how she thinks and how if he just thought a little like things through a little bit more he would be a much happier individual yeah yeah but like 
the sad reality of it, and this is where the sad part of the movie comes in, is that like it just takes him too too long. long. It just takes him way too fucking long. And his anxiety up until that point has manifested itself into him retaliating to her in ways that are genuinely hurtful to her. Yes, exactly. And by the time he realizes it, it's just too too, late. It's just too fucking late. And it's really sad. It's quite sad. It's real. Like this, the scene that's the saddest to me, at least, is the the concert scene. Yes, where she because and the 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 saddest part of all this is even after the initial argument that caused them to break up, even when we all know that Gary's being a fucking asshole, she wants him back, but she doesn't want to ask for him back. She wants him to figure it out, yeah, and apologize genuinely, and he can't. And then she realizes that slowly, and that makes or even sadder mm-hmm. it's just fucking sad all around but yeah the concert scene is is the worst yeah one. it is the worst and quite frankly watching vince vaughn like do his puppy dog eyes all the time oh. and the sadder and sadder he gets is quite heartbreaking yeah like when you notice that vince vaughn has taken a very serious um like uh, compassionate turn in his tone mm-hmm. it's very shocking <laughs> because he's like he's like a big gentle giant in a way it's very earnest yeah it's very honest and earnest and just very like it's very it's full of compassion and mm-hmm. it's full of like like he's very apologetic but not enough i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's very like oh man like i have done this awful thing i have hurt you so bad and I love that Vince Vaughn can do that is is in one scene he can be giving us like physical comedy up the wazoo. And then in the next scene, he is incredibly down to earth and very earnest and honest in his in his sorrows, yeah. in his sweet, sweet sorrows. Exactly. And that moment is like is so sad because it's the first time after that whole fucking saga that he really realizes how much he's hurt her. Like it's not it's not just that he realizes that that he's been an asshole, but he Mm -hmm. actually realizes how much he has affected this woman that he really, really loves and that there's no turning back and it just fucking crushes you. It's the worst. It's so bad. It's it's the absolute worst. And, you know, the movie does not necessarily end on a happy, like it doesn't end the way that you think it's going to end. No, but I think it ends well. I like, I like, spoiler alert they don't get back together no um and the ending is basically you see them run into each other on the street and they are both like looking happy and fulfilled yeah and they share this moment of like oh my god hi how are you you look amazing like we like, should run oh, into each other again yeah like how's your business exactly oh, it's, good. it's doing real good like blah 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 like yeah like and it is i think it's really lovely to see ex-partners genuinely happy that the other person is happy mm-hmm. like that's 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 growth that's, that's growth <laughs> yeah and you know not forgetting that vince vaughn you know had a had a had a role in creating the story for this yeah. movie and i think that you know there's just a lot of truth in this movie and mm-hmm. i think vince vaughn carries it very well alongside yeah. jennifer aniston and we see a really compelling side to him that we haven't really seen before up until now yeah um and it 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 this movie really got me thinking i mean when i first watched it many years ago in 2006 <laughs> it got me thinking that Vince Vaughn has the chops to do more dramatic roles and yes. he and he has been and and uh after that point he did um he did a ton of stuff and i think mm-hmm. that now even now like venturing into more dramatic roles like he always had that capability yeah. i think he just you know to your point almost pigeonholed himself into doing these like bro comedies yeah yeah but mad props to him that he's able to bring out those little moments and stories yeah. like this like oh yeah. i love it and i think back to like fred claus um and all the mo- <laughs> and all the moments that he had with rachel vice yeah. and really you know he can be so tender mm-hmm. he can be so tender in his moments of suave and um, and, and i really appreciate that oh, me too oh, vince we love you so that brings us to our third and final film monica Tell us what it is. I mean, you've already told us, but tell us about them. I'll take it away. <laughs> so this film is called Freaky. Freaky. <laughs> it came out in 2020. <laughs> Year of our Lord, 2020. So if you didn't watch this, it's okay. <laughs> I get it. You can rent it for $4.99. That was a hard year, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Michael Kennedy and Christopher Landon. Directed by Christopher Landon. 17-year-old Millie Kessler, played by Catherine Newton, who is 
up and coming, by the way. Very up and coming. She plays the uh, sadly murdered daughter in Three Billboards. Mm -hmm. She's in uh, Big Little Lies. Yeah, she plays Reese Witherspoon's daughter in Big Little Lies. The Mm -hmm. like estranged e daughter. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, uh, she spends her days trying to survive high school and the cruel actions of the popular crowd. But when she becomes the largest target of Zibukchel, played by Vince Vaughn, (laughs) the town's infamous serial killer, her senior year becomes the least of her worries. When the butcher's mystical dagger causes him and Millie to magically switch bodies, the frightened teen learns that she has just 24 hours to get her identity back before she looks like a middle-aged maniac forever. (laughs) Damn. I... I really did not think I would enjoy this movie as much uh, as I did. I watched this movie for research and then insisted that yeah. Jessica watch it and that we do it for sure. For real. Like yeah. it was so good. I was I was delighted. Yeah. I was delighted and surprised. The the horror is really well done in this because it's a Blumhouse movie, which yeah. obviously it's know a scary movie. It's great. But I like that because it's a comedy, like because it's a horror comedy, the gore is is quite gory, but it looks fake, which I like because you know, I I can't watch something that looks too real when it's someone literally being sawed in half. It's like, true. I just And um <laughs> In this movie, Vince Vaughn does like a Russian nesting doll of a performance where he plays, he is playing a serial killer who switches bodies with a teenage girl. Uh It's very campy. In the body of a serial killer. Uh Sociopath. And vice versa, right? Um uh, Catherine Newton plays a teenage girl mm-hmm. who switches bodies with a serial killer mm-hmm. and is a serial killer in the body of a teenage girl. Yep. So now that we've got that all out of the way, <laughs> Vince Vaughn plays a compelling teenage girl. I think it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. <laughs> it is. It is my favorite thing I've ever seen him do. And the reason why is he goes into this like insane place where he plays a an honest portrayal of yes. Catherine Newton, like period, of this character, Millie, which, what's that name, girl? <laughs> there's there's a lot about this movie where I'm just like, are we serious? <laughs> are we serious? Like, I just, in, in 2020, like, are we still making movies where we pretend objectively hot girls are unpopular? Yes. Are we Are we still doing Are that? we still pretending she's not a TikTok star? Like Are we pretending she doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts drink named after her? This bitch is this bitch is objectively beautiful. Hot. Yeah. Like and we're pretending that not only is she unpopular, but people don't find her attractive. Yeah, and are we pretending that people make fun of other people's clothes anymore? Most people thrift shop now. That's what's cool. That's what's cool. Looking homeless is cool. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. I have problems with that. But, okay, but getting past that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Vince Vaughn is like sh- he's shockingly amazing in like this like i don't think i could play a teenage girl as well as he might a it's girl. so 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 good and he does so much physical comedy which i didn't expect him to be as good at because he's he's like six five like he's enormous he's, he's enormous giant. and yet he like prances around <laughs> like he's he very right on his feet and he is able to do the thing that a lot of teenage girls do, which is almost cower. Yes. <laughs> He's able to cower constantly at everything. And there is this handshake that he does with his friends <laughs> that Millie, who is our like protagonist, yes. she has this like cheer that she does. Yeah. Uh, and then also this handshake that she does with her friends who are like her two BFFs, which yeah. is like obviously a gay <laughs> A, a, a gay white male mm-hmm. and a um a black female who yes. is surprisingly so good in this yes, too she's awesome she's incredible what's her character's name nyla nyla i nyla. think and she is that actress is incredible yeah, she's she's awesome um and she's like dude, vince vaughn is like fucking jumping up and down and like slapping people's <laughs> hands and me like <laughs> like he is literally so incredible in this movie yeah and the reason why I call it like a, a Russian nesting doll of a performance is because again, like there's all these layers. And I think what he also realizes is 
that he can't just play a caricature of a teenage girl. No. He is playing a real teenage girl with intelligence and like Mm -hmm. real feelings and like maturity Mm -hmm. and not just like omg we're gonna go shopping like he's not playing like a caricature of a teenage girl which i humbly appreciate he's doing something that a lot of people who do these kinds of movies can't do which is really like step into the mind and body of a a teenage girl and um a lot of it has to do with like observation right like he had to sit there for a while and like observe um catherine newton and like the way that she walked the way she talked and he really put in the work to nail that down yes and i think that it resulted in a very honest and compelling performance of a teenage girl stuck in this body and I think back to the scene where he is in the bathroom and like peeing, standing up for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And he is so amazed. He, as Millie, is so amazed at the fact that you can just pee standing up and is like kind of missing the toilet a little bit and like being like, wow, this is so cool. And he's like shaking, shaking it back and forth. And he's like, he's like slapping it, it a- his penis. <laughs> he's like slapping his penis across like his, his thighs and like making a slapping noise. Being like, whoo. <laughs> which you know that like as a teenage girl you absolutely would like swing it around uh, if i all of a sudden had a penis i would just i would touch everything with it i'd be like what it what is going on yeah i'd put it on the counter yeah. i'd give it a makeover <laughs> i'd put a little wig on it i'd be like what does the couch feel like with this what does the wall feel like with this <laughs> what's happening it's just like whacking it around yeah um and you know vince vaughn i think gives you like a wide-eyed teenage girl but also a wide-eyed teenage girl in 2020 yes right not like the 90s like caricature of a girl Mm -hmm. but very much so like a girl who is concerned about her parents concerned about her mom you know how her mom's doing within her dad's death there's this very beautifully honest and compelling scene where he is at basically Fias Paredes, but like the like white people's version of Fias Paredes, which is like a discount <laughs> store. <laughs> um, and it's where Millie's mom works. Yes. And he's in the, he's in the, in the dressing room hiding from the real ser- serial killer who is Millie. Yes. In Millie's body. And he is like talking to, his mom for the first time Mm -hmm. as Millie and really seeing like how she's doing outside of what she can actually see and sort of like talking to her and realizing that like, Oh, she's really lonely. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really, it's not about like what Millie can do for her anymore. It's not about like, okay, I'm going to hide my college applications and I'm going to very classic. Like I'm, I'm not going to do anything with my life because my mom is sad and I have to take care of her. You know, besides that, really seeing like how a grown woman is doing without her husband after having suffered this immense tragedy and realizing that her mom is a human being who makes mistakes Mm -hmm. and who hits on her. Yep. (laughs) And who asks her out as Vince Vaughn on a date. (laughs) And then she accepts and then, and then be, has to backpedal at first it's like ew no and then it's like oh no i mean i mean not out for coffee i want to do dinner let's do dinner <laughs> but i'm married <laughs> but i can't because i'm married <laughs> so <laughs> like realizing oh shit like this could actually really hurt my mother like how do i backpedal myself out of this whole that, and because dug. he looks like the butcher which that's the other thing about this where i was like what where everyone apparently knows what this serial killer looks like knows what the butcher looks like which i'm assuming i feel like it's because you put it on every television on the planet yeah but he wears a mask when he kills it's true how do you know what he looks like it's not like like. he's hiding in some obscure area he's just hiding out in an abandoned building which i feel like is a very stereotypical place for well (laughs) well my whole other thing about this movie is like they they find him based off of one sketch like one like you remember that sketch that looks like vince vaughn but Uh also kind of not like vince Uh vaughn (laughs) (laughs) oh i remember we also have no idea why he's a serial killer no there's no intention no (laughs) but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because the performances are the things that really shine in this and his chemistry with Catherine newton is off the fucking charts yeah they play off of each other so well if i were Catherine newton i'd be shitting my pants at the thought of acting with vince vaughn yes and acting with vince vaughn as him playing myself (laughs) like (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Because I feel like her job was easier because she just had to she pretend had to be, like, to be yeah, brooding evil. and evil and yeah. And that was it. Yeah. The real, like the real mental gymnastics was in Vince Vaughn's ability to play a compelling teenage girl exactly and doing it flawlessly yeah because he really he really got those Mm -hmm. emotional highs and lows like we've talked about this before with other actors who've played teenagers it's like they have very extreme emotional like they're on they go back and forth between these like emotional extremes yeah and their emotions are very pure but very like exaggerated yeah and he does that perfectly yeah and that's super impressive because like he's what like 51 years old or some shit and he's playing a 17 year old and i think what we also have to remember is that he does such an incredible job that the audience oftentimes forgets that that isn't millie Mm -hmm. like oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. what's happening here why am i why am i feeling emotions (laughs) right now because and especially with the scene where he's in the car with his crush (laughs) or rather millie's crush that's the this is the best scene in the movie and this is the best scene in the entire movie because you're really watching vince vaughn do Uh some fucking gymnastics (laughs) up in this bitch trying to really make you like he this bitch is working over time Mm -hmm. to make you as the audience member think that he is really millie and not a 51 year old man yeah yeah and because you know he's talking with his crush as millie and he's like oh my god like that's so great that you like my poem like (laughs) yeah like I write, I write a little bit. I write poetry. And like the crush is like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it was so good. Yeah. The crush falling for her in Vince Vaughn's body is is the best part. Hilarious. And he's sitting in front. He's like, do you mind if I sit back there? She's like, (laughs) oh my God, why? And he's like, oh, you know, cause I don't have to like cram my kiss. And she's like, okay. Okay. And he like goes in the back and Vince Vaughn is like secretly celebrating. Like, yes, it is. And he sits in the back. And they're both just like like sitting next to each other, and you can, as the audience member, feel the tension mm-hmm. between them. Which I am like still here, like what the fuck is going on? Yep. And then they fucking kiss, and you're like, um. But again, <laughs> you are confused because you're like, but I believe you as Millie. Yeah, you're rooting for him the whole time to the point where when they switch back, I was kind of sad they switched back. Yeah, I was like, I. I'm into her as Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it's like I actually prefer them in yeah. the switched bodies, which obviously the point you're you're with them for a lot longer exactly. in switched bodies. But like, damn. And also, like, can we just talk about the fact that Vince Vaughn as a serial killer is terrifying? Yeah, like, he's really he fucking is scary. Terrifying. And I know, again, like we, I know we said we would talk a little bit about clay pigeons. Um, I'll talk about it in my dabble section. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but if you've ever seen the, <laughs> I was gonna say the classic. <laughs> the non-classic I'm, 1998 r- shot for shot remake of psycho with vince vaughn he's terrifying in that as this well this is not vince's first serial killer rodeo not even a little bit <laughs> it's like number three at at, at the least. at least yeah 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 and he's so good like he knows how to be a bone chilling daddy yeah yeah he's he's scary he, he knows, knows how, how to like to... use his body and his and his height yeah. oh he really uses his height he like mm-hmm. towers over people and yeah. he's like he brings he brings that stormy weather stormy weather stormy weather he is he's so good he's the best oh uh, what a daddy well i guess that's it for vince vaughn that's it for vincey vonnie that love was him. that was vincent vonnie Vincent Anthony Vaughn. He is such a national treasure. Yeah, I'm. I want to see some of those more recent movies that he's done that are more dramatic. We talked about one that's like fucking something. The Cell Block. He plays some scary guy, and I heard he's amazing in it. I want to see it. Yeah, I, I just want to see him do great things. You know. Yeah, and I think that there, honestly, there's a place in Hollywood for Vince Vaughn right now. Yes. I, th- I I really think that there is, and you know, with a lot of actors, I'm finding that you know. I know in the last episode we said Leo is like kind of the last like Hollywood actor, Mm -hmm. true Hollywood, like movie star, (laughs) star of the silver screen. (laughs) Um, And while that's true, I really hope that a lot more people start finding 
more roles in their older age as like mm-hmm. most of the actors that we grew up with yeah. knowing are actually like entering these like older phases in their life i hope they keep working and i hope they find new things that make them excited and therefore make us excited yeah like katherine hahn like katherine hahn so excited for her becoming I mean, huge she's having an enormous moment right now she played the the Vich agnes <laughs> In uh, WandaVision, she's in the Netflix deal for the Knives Out sequels. Mm, she had Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. She had Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. Like, that bitch is fucking skyrocketing. She's made it so far from the, like, early early 2000s rom-coms that yeah, she's done. Yeah, playing supporting roles. Barely supporting yeah, barely. roles. And, yeah. Oh, love that bitch. Really excited. Love everyone. Monica, what have you dabbled in? I have dabbled in some serious shopping, my friend. Ooh. Um, I have been on Thread Up. I have been okay. on I have gone to Crossroads. I have done a lot of secondhand shopping. I've been shopping for bathing suits. So we probably mm-hmm. fingers crossed might not might we don't know. We don't know yet, so don't hate on me for it. We might go to Hawaii in July. Okay. Which is exciting. So I've been trying to buy a lot of like new things. I don't own any summer clothes. Right. I only own sweaters and pants. Right. So it's like imperative for me to like buy like sh- like I I owned zero pairs of shorts. So obviously like I know I said before like I bought shorts. I'm I'm still buying shorts. Mm-hmm. I bought a little sun hat, cute with little blue flowers on it. Did you buy some swimwear? I did. I bought one swimwear. Okay. From I bought, where? Uh, I got it from Cotton On. Okay. Strangely enough. It was like very cheap. It was nice. It's got like polka dots on it. Okay. Cute. It's a vibe. It's also very neutral. I, I've heard really good things. You might like them. Have you heard that company You Swim? I have not. They're like very trendy. They make these swimsuits that like expand to like it's like sisterhood the traveling pants where one suit like fits a size of like a pretty big size range and they're very cute and like neutral but modernly neutral okay yeah i was also looking at like toluca swim i like random i like randomly found it on online Mm -hmm. and i have to be honest and say i've never really found any swimsuits that i like like i don't think i've ever put on a swimsuit and went oh dude this is comfortable and it looks nice and it feels good yeah i don't think i've ever experienced that maybe i'll find some and i'll send them to you that'd be nice okay Mm -hmm. i'll be a personal shopper thank you i've always wanted jessica to be my personal shopper (laughs) we're actually going shopping next weekend that's for another time we won't tell you where we're going so that you don't stalk us because we're so famous we're so famous i know so many of you are listening right now <laughs> <laughs> what have you dabbled in uh well this is going to be the exact same thing i dabbled in as our seth rogan week i dabbled in watching uh five vince vaughn movies instead of <laughs> 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 so the way that this works is because monica is usually far busier than i am i tend to watch my movies earlier in the week and then yeah. I can report back to her and say, we chose this and we should not have. Yes. And that's usually how we sort of like, quote unquote, like product test. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, is Jessica so kindly is able to watch multiple films and I therefore am able to go, oh shit, no, we shouldn't do that. Exactly. So um, I watched, I watched Dodgeball, which we were going to do because it's iconic. It's Dodgeball. Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing movie, obviously. And I had seen it before, but like, Vince Vaughn doesn't actually talk that much in the movie and like when he does he plays a pretty one note character so there's not really a whole lot to say it's true it's just a really funny movie and that's kind of it so that's why we we uh axed that one yeah and then the other one was clay pigeons which I had heard a lot about um our friend of the pod Susan fucking loves this movie friend of the pod friend of the pod I had never seen it but I'd heard on like when you google like vince vaughn's best roles it's always like one of his top three saying like this is one of the best things he's ever done he plays a serial killer in this like 1996 movie that also directed by david dobkin who did wedding crashers Mm -hmm. and um it's he's he's acting opposite joaquin phoenix and like janine garofalo like really really good actors but this movie is just like okay first of all it looks terrible <laughs> yeah it's it doesn't look good you no. watch the trailer you watch like the stills from the movie and you're like mm? it looks super low budget and there's nothing wrong with that it's just because it's it's 90s low budget which therefore means it's very fuzzy and like weirdly like yellow and i don't like it and then it's trying really hard to be a black comedy 
when in fact like the comedy doesn't really like translate so instead it's just like all of these very horrific things happening with like a like a peppy banjo score underneath and you're just kind of sitting there going what the fuck (laughs) i know what is going on but vince vaughn however in it is absolutely terrifying and i heard such incredible things from jessica about this movie yeah like there's a really frightening scene in it where you know he's gonna murder this woman and they've just like had a had a night of like hot and wild sex debauchery and he goes to the kitchen to like get a beer or something and he picks up a like a kitchen knife and he just kind of stares at it and he's like okay cool i'll go kill her now he doesn't mm-hmm. say that but you can tell that's what he's thinking and he walks into the bedroom and she's face down on the bed naked and they have like sexy talk and he's basically telling her like i'm yeah i'm gonna fuck you now and so they yeah. start having sex and then he pulls the knife out and you just watch him and he's like dirty talking to her as he's <gasps> about to stab her no it is horrifying oh vincey vincey like it's fucking chilling oh vincey <laughs> he's so scary in this movie like if you want to watch this movie i'm not going to tell you not to watch it because there people do genuinely love this movie so it might just be me or us rather <laughs> probably just us yeah <laughs> but like he's so good in it if you can find clips of him in it i i implore you to watch them because it's he's so so good yeah, but go watch yeah them. so that's what i dabble in is watching a fuck ton of vince vaughn movies but it's great because i mean i love him so it's we fine. love him we adore <laughs> vincey boy we love him we love we him. love you vince we love you our favorite yeah our favorite jolly green giant yeah our favorite giant daddy oh <laughs> um do do we have a question this week no i don't see a question there in is the queue one. sorry guys you know so if sorry. y'all want some questions send us some questions send them on over send them to us yeah and we'll answer them we to the best answer. of our ability Ah, <laughs> uh, well that brings us to the end to the end my friend <laughs> we had some good times together <laughs> Well, as always, Monica, don't don't sue us, Daddy Daddy Favreau. Favreau. Goodbye. Goodbye.